When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that hasn't been this wrong since, well, the last time we podcasted, it's Sifpop. Welcome to Sifpop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's still waiting for the final Equalizer 3 numbers to come in. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, that's all I need. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Each week, we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our first guest this week. She's a Barbie girl living in the shrimp on a Barbie world. It's Alice. Prawn. We call Braun. them prawns. Yes, thank yeah. you, Andrew. Good day, good day, all. <laughs> call them prawns in alaska as well uh i learned that too uh Aaron, and you just welcome. think alaska is australia don't you is it not i'm confused <laughs> that's actually where aaron was, was all last week i was telling people good day and they gave me these looks i don't i don't understand i don't understand uh good eternal day uh and please welcome our first guest no our second guest this week he thought fast x was the name for when he fires off a quick tweet it's john paula ladies and gentlemen hello hello good to be with you all from germany germany because i'm traveling from work yeah in a in a a hotel here uh, very late at night so if i start falling asleep on the pod i promise it's not because i'm not interested i'm just very this is how much these two love you John is in yeah. the, up in the middle of the night in Germany, and Alice got up uh, way too early, early in Australia. Like it is, this is how this is how it works. This is, a, this is an international, global event. We're coming, <laughs> for, I think, plus seven hours, minus eight hours. It's a whole thing. It's yep. very exciting. No, I know you guys did it on purpose because me and John are going to get loopy by the end of this. <laughs> it's just, it's going to make for some good audio, uh, guys. I, I mean, th- I can get loopy. Yeah, I was going to say. Loopiness has ever been our uh, our issue. Yeah, there wasn't a problem. If I seem to recall the original episode, this is the sequel, of course, the results show yeah. of the summer sum uh-huh. game. I, I seem to recall our first installment of this was uh, a bit off the rails. Uh, yeah. How do you say? It, by the end of it, it was yeah, yeah. one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded. No, it was quite fun. Can't I'm excited fun. to be back. Glad yeah, you, everyone I, I was think able we're to missing a third guest. Time change. Where's ChatGPT? I don't see anyone. Where, where is she? He? Them? So, <laughs> turns out I messed up whenever I named oh, my initial list. Oh, you think list. so? Yeah, yeah, you think so? <laughs> Title of the episode. Oh, your- turns out I messed up. What was your first clue? <laughs> that I accidentally used GPT version 3.5. Oh, no, Andrew, absolutely So if I'd no. use the newer, modern version of ChatGPT, 
I mean, I thought Andrew was going to say, I'd be sitting so pretty. I asked the new version today of chat GPT <laughs> what it would have said if I had asked it this question three months ago. And amazingly, it got everything right. It's just yeah, astonishing. Yeah. It's astonishing. crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, next year. Next year. Next year, indeed. Uh, we are excited to go over the results of the Summer Sum game. Uh, and yes, John and Alice joined us for that, uh, making those guesses. So we will have a competition between the four of us. We will also announce uh, who won the overall competition. Uh, both a competition between the four of us. That's sweet. <laughs> That's really sweet of you, Aaron. <laughs> That's very kind. Thank you. You did better me. than you should have. Let's just say that there were some there were some things that uh, fell I in your was favor. Fourth for sure. from last. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Now so, you can also be fourth first in a way, mm-hmm. and then yeah. that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say in in what became a very surprising box office summer, mm-hmm. um, they are often surprising. I don't think I've seen one this surprising in a while. With, you know, basically three different movies that just kind of shocked everything on the good side. And then two movies that shocked everybody on the bad side. Like, it just, like, it was kind of one of those crazy uh, summers. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that stuff. Uh, we will go through our each of our results and talk about uh, how it turned out for each of us. Uh, and we will go through the overall uh, results as well. Um, let's start off with just some general conversation. Um, and I will give us okay. some kind of guideposts to uh, form this conversation around just the actual summer itself. Um, let's start here. This isn't something I put in the notes, but if you were looking at this summer on what movie should have made the most money, like what was like the the movie that you liked the most this summer or thought more people should have seen, um, what would that have been for, for you guys? Um, as you kind of think about this summer, like what, what was the, the big one for, for each of you over the last three months? I'll go first with that. I'm actually very happy with this summer's number one pick. I think that was sort of an underserved market as unfortunate as that half of the population is talking about Barbie and women, obviously. Um, that said, um, I think my favorite movie might've been dead reckoning. And I'm really surprised that did not do much better. It, it got a very bad window of release right before Barbenheimer kind of got steamrolled by those two pictures. Um, but all three of them ended up in the top 10, and all three of them I think would be my top three of the summer. So I'm pretty happy with uh, kind of the results as they are. I'm, I'm so glad that a, that a female-directed, you know, female-focused movie just crushed everything yeah. else. I kind Alice, of, Andrew, either of you have any thoughts? I have no uh, notes echo. as to how everything went. None. <laughs> top three I would keep as is. No notes. I was going to say, it's been surprising, but I'm so thrilled with how surprising it's been in some ways. So, yeah. literally, if I could do it again, I would just keep everything as is. We're, we're good. Andrew? Me too. Yeah, keep everything the same way as it was. That wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I would say the one that surprised me the most just by how good it did, and I wanted it to do well, and it did, and that would be across or across the Spider Verse. Mm. Yeah, the fact that that was just so—I thought that that movie was beyond mm-hmm. remarkable. It's every single time I see it now, it grows, and it was already in my top five of the year, but it keeps getting higher and higher, mm-hmm. and all the and all the problems I had with it just diminish. And the more times mm-hmm. that I watch it, I'm like, it doesn't bother me anymore. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah. 
That's definitely my pick. Um, I would have liked to have seen Blue Beetle do a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> you know, it came out late in the summer, but it's a good movie, and I think not enough people saw it. Um, you know, I get it. You know, uh, clearly. DC's decisions have impacted people's Ugh. desire to see Whoa. their movies. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody realized how much of an impact uh, that was going to have. Um, but I did enjoy uh, did enjoy Blue Beetle uh, quite a bit, so I wish that had uh, performed a little better. It didn't have a lot of time. I don't think it was ever going to make you know kind of our list it, uh, as far as like what. But it, op- it opened ten. low, and it doesn't seem like it's going to yeah sort of catch hey, any legs. We haven't either. gotten it yet. Like it it could it could set <laughs> fire to Australia. Yeah, no, oh, let's, that's let's, let's be real. The Aussies and the Kiwis aren't going to love this thing either. It's going to do whatever. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, you you're know, not going to save it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have Beatles here. <laughs> we could relate. Yeah. Yeah, but your your beetles are more super powered than the, the actual blue beetle. Like you've got like the super powered insects over there. Um, yeah. So exactly. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into some specifics here. Uh, let's start with biggest underperformer. Uh, what is the movie you look at and you go, "How did that only make X number of dollars?" Um, Alice, why don't you kick us off? What's what's kind of your your pick? I mean, it's not a surprise, but I'd say The Flash was like it was on. I think mm. all of our lists because as well. I think that the, is. I think it, it, like it's a surprise. It is a surprise. I, think. I guess having now seen it, it's not a surprise. <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> I actually really liked it, but I, I it, agree. Uh, not a film I think deserving of like a, a top ten placement necessarily. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we all, I, I was very bullish on it. I know, Andrew, you were as well. It had Michael Keaton coming back. Like all the tea leaves were indicating this is going to be the big DC crossover well, timeline resetting movie that everyone like, was going to check out. This is the greatest right. film of all People time. People were flipping out. Tom Cruise was raving about it. And and then just this thing hit the, the, the it's like a sack of potatoes. It just went nowhere. It barely mm-hmm. broke I was a hundred million. It's at a hundred and eight yeah. million. Yep. That's so embarrassing. I, I went to th- go see it, it like a only a few weeks in and I think my theater had like four people in it. <laughs> like it was I, I went opening night and there was only like four people there. Like yeah. it just it never it never started well. It didn't mm-hmm. have any legs, ironically. Uh it, it just yeah, that was such a surprise disappointment for me. And again, it's not like it was a brilliant film that deserved much better, but uh yeah, I was very uh, very surprised, and I think Michael Keaton probably deserved better. Um, does anybody have a different choice other than the Flash that they would they would want to to talk about? Andrew, yeah. Uh, well, I had the Flash was my number one, but yeah. actually, Dial of Destiny was mm. surprising because it's an Indiana Jones movie. You expect it to perform, and it didn't do the Flash horrible, but I was still it, surprised. It underperformed all four. All four of us. Uh, predicted it would go higher than it did. Mm. Um, Where did is, it end up? Uh, th- number nine, seven. It ended up in. Ended up number seven. It ended up at seventh. Aaron had it at fourth. You had it, Andrew, at five. I had it at three, and Alice, you had it at six. Mm. And it underperformed all of our predictions. Yeah. Uh, and then Fast X. I was, was going to say other the other one, one would all, be Fast X. Yeah, we all had Fast X in our top ten. Andrew had it at one. I had it at, and then the rest of us all had it at eight. And it just. It, it did really well internationally. I, I think that's important to point out that globally, especially in the Asian markets, it made close to eight hundred million mm-hmm. worldwide. Um, but yeah, domestically, not a lot of people really care about the Toretto yeah. gang anymore, unfortunately. And when the movies are costing 
three hundred mm-hmm. million dollars. You can't you can't make ninety million or hundred. You need to crack half a billion. I mean, like stateside, just to break even. How close are we to not getting Fast Eleven? Like, is I don't like th- that movie's going to lose so much for Universal. And we've got the yeah. strikes it's, going on. I'm just I, like I'm wondering once the strikes wrap up, who at Universal is going to go? Let's get on Fast Eleven, like. Because I made a joke. I, I think it'll, I think it'll be scaled back. down. If they bring Paul Walker back, that movie's going to make money. Well, in they will, and it, and it will. And But I think they'll still scale the budget because it was COVID and a lot of other mm, things. But $300 million is just ridiculous. You yeah. can't keep making movies. That's the same reason why Dial of Destiny, even though it was on the top 10, made a lot of money. And I think generally people enjoyed it. It's going to lose like $300 million for Disney because... They spent the budgets are way it. too high. Like you could, you should have been able to make both of those movies on less, and then, and it's yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think Fast X. I, as I well, think that's one of the. That, I think that's one of the subheadings of the summer <laughs> is is these drastically inflated budgets yeah. that have really I think come home to roost for the studios. So, They're realizing, oh, we can't just throw money at a problem and give you know Flash two hundred eighty million to get produced. <sighs> Because it's not. In order to break even, when you factor in uh, prints and advertising and marketing spend, mm. it needs to get like three to four hundred yeah, million domestically. So, and they spent so much on And only two movies did that this year. Like it's not. It, it's it's just not like a tenable strategy when two or three movies we, a year get to. Where we you will need. get Fast Eleven, and I will tell you why. Uh, Fast X is the fifth. It's number five when you look at worldwide. Um, it mm. made seventy nine point three percent of its money outside of the United yeah. States. That's what I was saying. It, it does huge numbers everywhere yeah. else. So it, it's made $704 million worldwide. Um, Wonderful. So, Might actually turn a profit. So, yeah, they'll, find a way to, they'll, they'll find a way to say it didn't, but yes, yeah. <laughs> it, it might. Um, yeah. So that that is the answer. And as I look at those percentages, the only one that's even close to that that came out this summer that I can see uh, is Meg to the Trench, which has made seventy eight point nine percent of its money uh, outside of the U.S. I mean, yeah, those, those that's movies not are weirdly. <laughs> they're they're weirdly attractive film, to everyone so, but America. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it really yeah. isn't. Um, all right, uh, so there you go. There's the underperformers, and I agree. It really is. If you had told me neither Fast X or The Flash would be in the top ten. In mm. May, I, I would have said, what, did you get your picks from ChatGPT? Like, that's that's just <laughs> weird. So, uh, I had <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, no, ChatGPT thought they were going to do demise, great. I had them. <laughs> yeah, ChatGPT had Fast X at number one. So, number one. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Um, all right, uh, let us move on to the next category, uh, which is biggest overperformer. What's the movie that you would slot as... This one, I cannot believe how much money this movie made. Uh, Andrew, why don't you start well, us off two, on this? There are two correct answers for this. Uh, yes. One of them is Barbie, which <laughs> nobody... Ex- uh, I think the highest anybody had on our list was two or three. And I'm not talking between the four of us. I'm talking everybody. Oh, everybody. Had, uh, right. The, the entire... Mm. Nobody had it ranked one. Nobody. Right. Nobody had it had ranked it one, for- yeah. And um, of the four of us, Alice had it best at fourth. I had it tenth. Andrew, you had it seven, and Aaron, you had it at number nine. So nobody thought this was going top three, mm-hmm. let alone one. Let alone one by a country mile. Mm-hmm. This thing smoked every other movie this time. Yeah, yeah, just huge numbers. Clearly. And the second, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, the second movie, Sound of Freedom. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sound of freedom. Like, we didn't even have this on our radar. Not a no. single person on Stiff Pop That's why predicted was, this movie. What was this movie? <laughs> that is why I think that's I think that's the answer over Barbie. I really do. I think yeah. if you're saying yes, what I is the too. most overperforming movie of the summer, it, based on our Sound expectations at least, it has to be Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Not only well, did none so, of well, us put it on the list, Barbie, not a single person who had entered, entered the contest had this listed, even in their honorable mentions. Like, it's yep. yeah right I, I had barbie making like 120 million so without perform my projections by say 500 600 percent sound of freedom overperformed by a, by an infinite percent because i had a zero i didn't know yeah. it existed I yeah. didn't know that this movie radar. was existing. It wasn't in the game. You know how I know Just that this movie yeah. overperformed? It actually came to Australia. It wasn't going to come here <laughs> right. at all. And right. then I was in the movie theater last week and we got trailers for it. And I was like, we're getting this movie? I didn't think I was ever going to see this in an official capacity. So, like, the fact that this was... Yeah, the fact that we're literally getting trailers and it's now being advertised just tells you how it overperformed. That it, they paying awesome. to have us watch it. I love it. I love the fact that this movie is just going ham all over the world. I it it just it, it is a very curious success story that I think a lot of yeah. uh, independent studios, certainly faith based studios, are going to try to crib some inspiration and it's marketing. It's not even a faith based film uh, strategy from. It isn't, but it was funded by one. So I think, well, right, and I, but I think other like-minded studios are going to say, "Well, this worked for them on you know ten million dollars. Like, how do we kind of get to that same audience?" And it, it, uh, they they found a path to success. It operates very much like a faith-based film in that uh, foundationally, I believe it comes from. I've done a little bit of research on this, but it comes from a, a, a Mormon group, I believe, uh, who has mm. been working uh, on these kind of like big. Um, showy ways to uh to talk about this uh project and uh this is their latest way to do that it is um the 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 box office is deceiving because nobody knows what percentage of it is for tickets that nobody sat in a chair for like that's that's you know a big part of it is oh because of the whole marketing people program. would buy out entire theaters and 10 people would show up you know and so like there's it's 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 one of those movies where it made a hundred and whatever million, hundred and eighty something is where it ended up. I think, um, you know, it doesn't matter see. though if nobody went to see it. I mean, well, that is the money it, it made, right? Like, so that's mm-hmm. you know that's the interesting thing is like it's one of those. It's, well, it's also how people have been gaming the New York Times bestsellers list for decades. It's, Correct. It's books purchased, not books read or books mm-hmm. open. Right. It's just purchased. Right. Right. So I I do wonder. If there will be high passion projects that will employ this kind of marketing to, yeah, I, make I more think money. it's going to serve as a as a roadmap for other smaller independent films, especially those from like faith based studios, because they're going to be like, well, it worked for them. If we can just get our church group to go buy out an entire theater, we're all set. That'll get it on the top ten that weekend, and then maybe that. I think a lot of it was it did so well those first three weeks. That mm-hmm. it became a sensation in and of itself, and that was sort of a self-fulfilling snowball that that made it kind of keep gaining legs, even when that sort of initial hype and those initial buyouts from church groups or whatever had already kind of slowed down a bit. That's my take, anyway. So it, it's it's definitely an interesting one, and I have certain feelings about. It. There's also an element of, um, and this is too extreme a way to look at it, but there's an element of laundering money 
kind of when you when you mm. kind of look back at it because these these aren't mo- much of this isn't movie tickets purchase much of this is donation these are donations mm. these these are te- these are donations to this cause in the form of buying movie tickets right the person who puts down ten thousand dollars to provide for x number of theaters you know to show this movie i'm just making these numbers up by the way i'm not talking about a specific instance Mm. i'm saying as an example uh goes down as a uh as a commercial thing instead of as you know a donation so um it's just it's a it's a really interesting kind of one to look at overall. And I haven't studied it enough to have a, like any like really big opinions on it. I just it, it is a very unique case study that I think will be studied for a long yeah, time. I'd like to dig a yeah. little deeper. I really would. Um but uh but yeah. I'm sure somebody's going to make Santa a Freedom documentary on it or something. Like it's too weird of an instance not to yeah. <laughs> investigate. I it. think Sound of Freedom and Barbie are are two of the most unique box office runs we've seen in a long time. And I do think we would be remiss if we did not discuss uh, the honorable mention, which would be Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. uh, which I think, it, you know, exceeded everybody's best expectations. Well, I think that Bobby... We all knew it would do well. Uh, no, we all I... predicted it would play somewhere. Yeah. But it did so much better than I think, especially for an R-rated three-hour drama. It, that's another movie that's like, wow, this is not what we anyone expected. And yet sometimes... Mm-hmm. Good movies do well, even if they never make it to number one. I think Barbie just had a genius marketing strategy and then, which got people in there for the first, you know, few screenings and then the word of mouth, not just that, but I reckon I saw it three times in cinema because it's actually really great on a repeat viewing. And so, and I can see people, for example, I took my mum to it and then I, I had to take like one of my best friends who hadn't seen it. And so it's like one of those films where people went and then brought their you know, their people to it so that they could see it. Oppenheimer, I do feel there was an element which rode the Barbie wave. I mean, Barbenheimer was such a point of conversation for so long. You you mentioned the strong marketing for Barbie. Mm. And while I don't disagree with that, I feel like more credit should be given to just the organic virality of the actual movement. It was just passionate women throwing their weight and their enthusiasm behind this movie that spurred the Barbenheimer meme to begin with. And I think that was Warner Brothers' biggest marketing tool was just passionate fans. They didn't do, I mean, they did barely any work. I feel like the oh, actual the, success the of the movie was, was driven themed, from itself. Everything was Barbie themed, though, for weeks. Like, every, even my local Wait, cafes and stuff, there was, like, monuments to Barbie. To say, it was crazy. Aaron. I was just saying, don't say it too loud, but they also made a really good movie. Like, that's yeah. the other thing <laughs> yes. that helps yes. word, of ma- yeah. word of mouth is people would go yeah. to and they're well, like... Well, that's, that's what was great about that double feature. It wasn't just, mm. oh, Barbie and Oppenheimer, what a funny the pairing. What a, like, a contradiction. Yeah. It was all, they were also very good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's and I don't I mean. think we should undersell that because that uh, over the the there are more examples of good movies finding this wave uh, than quote unquote bad ones. Even mm. Super Mario Brothers movie or whatever it was called, which isn't like changing, you know, isn't going <laughs> to probably be nominated for a lot of Oscars. My kids love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> there's something about it that really hits well for families mm-hmm. and kids, and it was word of mouth in that way. I don't yeah. think you get any better. Wor- I think memes and culture in the internet are fine for like 
the 10% of the population who's scrolling on whatever Twitter is going mm. to be called today. But you do have to have a good movie to back it up. But it, yeah. And if you don't, you don't get the same word of mouth. You get Morbius. <laughs> you get Morbius. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Yeah. That had plenty of memes and plenty of conversations. So much conversations. They re-released it. W- yeah. So they re-released it thinking, oh, the people love this. No, no we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But I think that's the nope. thing. It's like I think the marketing and the memes and all that, that got people in the initial viewings. And then because they For were sure. both so yeah. good, everyone was like, oh, well, I want to go see that again. Or, oh, my friend needs to th- see this. And then, like, you know, word of mouth, word of mouth. And then all of a sudden, biggest films of the summer, you know, one and three. So, yeah. 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 Um, all right, let's talk about some of your uh, your best and worst predictions before we get into the details. Um, John, why don't you kick us off? What was your best prediction, in your opinion? Ooh, that is a good question. Um, I had Guardians at three. Uh, it ended up... I'm sorry, I had it at two. It ended up at three. I think that was one of my better picks. Well, in, in the, I had the, Little Mermaid. The good... Uh, prediction of that is that something would uh, overtake it. You know, Guardian was kind of a clear front runner for a lot of people. So, um, so yeah, I, I think I think it is worth mentioning, and, and perhaps this is a small spoiler to the results, but none of us, any of us four, correctly predicted a single movie in the right spot. Uh, uh, Andrew did. Um, Andrew did. Oh, did yeah. you? Did, yeah. I, did I miss GPT one? Chad <laughs> GPT did. Oh, okay. All right, I see it here. Never mind. So, so we one person of the four of us. The one pick in the right spot, um, which is surprising. That like even just by chance, mm-hmm. I thought I would have got something in the I, right and spot. I, and I was close, uh, but we'll talk about that uh, in in a bit. Um, well, but yeah, it was I exactly think you're right. By I think, chance, how Andrew did it. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that Guardians pick is is a good one from you, uh, Andrew. What do you what do you think uh, your best pick was? Oh, also, I'll say Oppenheimer. I had that higher than the three of you, mm-hmm. so I'll take sure. credit for that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, it's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I mean, I nailed it, number two. Yep, uh, yep. You guys laughed me out of the room. <laughs> I did not laugh at you for the Spider-Man pick. pick. I had it at number three, so, like, I was not laughing at you for that pick. Oh, that's right. I was giving Alice a hard time because I had it at number two and you had it at yeah. number three, and I, when it came to you, she's like, yeah, that's a pretty good pick. And I was like, <laughs> I had it at two. <laughs> she didn't say that when I said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you threw me but, off uh, with that fight yeah, with the I, last. Uh, it it just takes a good movie, and mm-hmm. like yeah. like you said with Barbie, it just takes a good movie, and this is a good movie, man. Yeah, um, one of my fans for sure. I think for me, I'm I'm just gonna say I didn't have a lot of great picks, but I was really happy with my <laughs> top three. I was happy that I had Little Mermaid, Spider Man, and Guardians in my top three, and they all did really really well. Um, I think I identified some of the big performers, um, not the biggest, you know, not the big surprise performers, but um, but just kind of eyeballing three of the top five eyeballing those. I think your top three were in the top was was a good choice. Alice, what about you? Yeah, I'd say like uh, Guardians, you know, was my number one. It came to number three. And like, I, I'm i proud that I had Barbie as high as I did. If mm-hmm. I had honestly, had I gone with my instincts, I probably would have put it higher. But I was like, no, no, there's all these woulda, other coulda, movies shoulda. and superheroes. No, I know, I know. Take, and it's such a classic for- thing. Take credit for the female intuition. You had it much higher than the rest of us. Yeah, I, I like. You, I just. I you knew, knew it was before gonna... we did that it was going to resonate. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I just. I. I could sense that it was going to be something big, but yeah. I think there was a part of me, you know, 
culturally that had been like, right. oh, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to count chickens too much right now. So what if it ends up being terrible? I was like, I don't think it no, will I, be. But I remember yeah. you. I remember you specifically saying, you know, that this was going to tap into that sort of female experience, and mm-hmm. that women were going to show up and draw. And you were totally right. So yeah, take credit so, for that. Yeah. I will. I, I don't. I don't think anyone could have. I, if you. And that being said, had you gone on the show in, in May when we did this and said, "Oh yeah, I think this will make six hundred plus domestic," yes. I, we would be a hero right now. We would be yeah. celebrating. Yeah. We, you would be. We would be eating healthiest amounts of crow. Yeah. Uh, so much. I'll, I'll, I'll just go back in time and tell Alice to do that then. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, that makes a fine transition into uh, worst predictions. Barbie's my worst prediction, having it at number nine. I knew it was possible that this would take off as a phenom. I, I, it was already buzzing in May when we were talking about it. For a movie that comes out in July, was it July? When did Barbie come out? July 16th. Middle of July. Yeah, yeah. So a movie that comes out in the middle of July to sorry, already uh, to already have a buzz about it in May, I should have been paying more attention. Um, mm. But in my mind, I was thinking there's no way a movie based on a doll is going to make you know three hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars. It'll probably end up somewhere around that hundred to twenty, hundred and thirty million dollars that ends up there at the the bottom of the list. And I have. I have been wrong about many things in my life, uh, but very few as wrong as I was about that. So, so yeah. Not my thinking was that Barbie even... wasn't going to make as much because it had to compete with Oppenheimer, and then they fed off of each other somehow. <laughs> instead, it was, it was <laughs> more wild. That was, it has to be you know the why? you know it why, has to be the biggest because... pair of movies released on the same day, doesn't it? The biggest, yeah, pre- it, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. But it was that, great because they worked weekend, July twenty first made more money. Yeah, than anything but it Endgame. It yeah, was like the Alice, third best right. weekend in history. Yeah. No, but it's like it's so interesting, especially when you think about like Dead Reckoning, right? Because Tom Cruise had a chip on his shoulder because of how Oppenheimer was mm-hmm. taking his IMAX screens, and it didn't perform nearly as well because he, there was this like competitive element to it. And obviously, yes, there was other elements, but then Barbie and Oppenheimer, like you could tell that the teams were like we'll let this Barbenheimer thing happen, like feed off each yeah. other. And mm-hmm. and they just kind of, you know, even the casts and the crews of each other would talk about the other movie before the promotion, you know, before the strikes happened. Um, and it was this really nice moment of like, industry camaraderie and then they work together as films because they're very they're like very similar in some ways but then very different tonally and so you can literally walk in and walk out of one and then ride into the other and have you know a very nice holistic experience um and either way you're going to walk out crying but whether it's catharsis or depression you know that's really the two differences mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> Yeah. You know what would not, have been not the to nail pile in- on to Aaron, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I do want to point out, Aaron, you didn't even have Oppenheimer in your your ten. You sure, sure, and, f- and again, the same the same mm-hmm. kind of idea in that you know um, I should have recognized that that buzz of the you know Barbenheimer mm-hmm. thing. Um, I yeah. correctly assumed that Barbie would perform better than Oppenheimer, uh, <laughs> but I just didn't think you either did. one of them would uh, would make the the impact that they did. I just like. It it still blows my mind that a Christopher Nolan three hour dark biopic mm. made this much with, with, money with Killian Murphy. He's not like a right. A, a, he, I mean, we know him, but he's not a household right. name. It's not like he's it's never not led like a the movie cast like this. of Inception mm. or Interstellar or you know some of his other movies that have done well. I mean, it's 
It's wild. I, I just was not expecting. I mean, if it had done tenant numbers, I would have been mm-hmm. surprised. Like, I just wasn't thinking because it's just not. It just doesn't seem Dunkirk to me probably should have been the the big comp, right? It's kind of based in reality. Yep. There's, you know, not necessarily big stars centering it. Mm. It's, you know, more of a biopic. Um, so, um, so yeah. And Dunkirk, Dunkirk did fine, if I remember. Um, but I don't know that it made, uh, you know, $300 million in its first six weeks, which is what, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> wow. we did. So. Yeah, there was, this, there was a moment where I was thinking, is Oppenheimer going to make Batman money, <laughs> it and it did. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it did. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who hasn't uh, gone yet on this uh, for their, their worst pick? Go I for mean, it. it's similar to everyone else. I'd say you know, similar to the um, underperformers with the Flash and Fast X not even showing up. That's a pretty bad pick, <laughs> um, either way. And yeah, we I also you weren't unique there. Yeah, and and I also had Oppenheim. I had it in my wild cards, but it wasn't on my list. But I'd say my like worst one in a way. Like I had Elemental way higher than than it should have been because I, I and, didn't. And to I don't, be fair. But I it, don't think that's a terrible say, pick, Alice. I, yeah, I don't. I, I think it's doing the Titanic thing. Like, I think let's let's check back because it's I saw that it's literally still in theaters when it's about to be released on Disney Plus or something. So it's not like a terrible. We already pick. watched it at home last week. Yeah, well, I, was, I don't think I was going to talk about this later yeah. when we went over uh, yeah. in, in my picks, but I'll go ahead and, and talk about it now. Yeah. It It came within three weekends, maybe, maybe even two of landing exactly where I I had it. Like it it's mm. going to pass um what is it that's right ahead of it? It's going to pass Transformers. Transformers. It's going to pass Transformers mm. uh in the in the next few weeks. Um because it's had these long legs. Um so Yeah. Um so yeah. Actually to to be clear, I, just I to be clear, qu- just to be clear, that. Elemental wouldn't land where I had it. Transformers would have landed where I had mm. Transformers okay. uh, if that had happened. So so yeah. Uh quick quick question when Looking back on the summer domestic totals, by if if there even is an official metric for that, is it based on movies up to September fourth, or is it you know total grosses retroactively applied to those movies, movies? released in the summer window? Total gross uh, domestic gross by September fourth. Okay, that's how it's always done. Mm-hmm. Is yes, okay. yeah. Okay. So like I thought, so I know those are the rules we 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 apply to ourselves, but I wasn't sure if that's. If, if there even is, you know, more official. Oh, I don't know uh, that there is an official kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, that's. I think that's how Box Office Mojo reports it as well. I think they cap the earnings mm-hmm. on September fourth. Mm-hmm. It's you know Memorial Day through Labor Day. I think that's sort of how it's, yeah, uh, totaled. Yeah. Ra- rather than like year of grosses, where we count, you know, the majority of Avatar's money came this year, but we count it towards 2022's calendar. Um, I summer the summer. Box office, I don't think works. That I, way. I'm changing my mind. Oppenheimer's my biggest mistake. I just looked at Dunkirk's mm. numbers. It was it was number five domestically that summer. Um, like it made 180, which again isn't 300, but it's you know, that's a lot of money, and that puts it in that kind of you know one through five, one through seven slot. So I, I should have had it on the list. That was a big big miss by me. That's okay. Thank you. I appreciate the grace. <laughs> Uh, anybody else right, who, who else needs to tell us their their biggest failures i think everyone's oh yeah andrew Everybody knows me <laughs> go ahead andrew <laughs> listening to what chat was gpt mo- was my biggest mistake <laughs> yeah but what was the worst prediction that you uh that you went with from chat gpt 
How much Easily. money is Equalizer 3 made? <laughs> Equalizer 3. <laughs> Equalizer like, 3. Like, I think it's only made 70 I, mil total, right? <laughs> I, I can't tell you how close I came to starting the biggest personal campaign to <laughs> champion Equalizer 3 in theaters. I was... I, there was a, Have you I seen was, it yet? I've never seen a single Equalizer <laughs> movie. Oh, you said you would love the Equalizer the, movies. So the, I can't believe so, you haven't so seen the, the Equalizer the, movies. I just love that the, the biggest campaign didn't even involve you seeing it. You couldn't even be bothered to buy a ticket. No, I couldn't. I really couldn't. Because I thought, like, well, I should probably see the first two. And then I thought, no. But Aaron, you yep. say they're good, so maybe I'll give them a... Maybe if I think you TV might like the Equalizer movies. None of them, I, in my opinion, none of them are terrible. Um, I think the first one's, you know... Really interesting. The second one is uh, is not as good as the first one, but I don't think it's terrible. Uh, I haven't seen the third one yet, so I can't speak to the third one. But yeah, you and everyone else, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. It was, it was number one. It was number one for Labor Day weekend, and that is that's not nothing. That's a magic and that's not nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it isn't. Uh, all right. Well, so John, did you say your your biggest mistake? Um, I think I did. Which, or maybe I didn't. I don't know. I'm I'm really happy with how I. I mean, I didn't get anything in the correct order. Uh, my two big misses, the Flash and uh, Fast X, uh, was shared with with all of you, mm-hmm. and I think everybody kind of whiffed on those two. I I had Transformers in my honorable mentions. Uh, it's going to end up probably like you said, number uh, 10. 10th or ninth yeah. right now. Um, so I don't feel too bad about that. I think my biggest miss, if you if you can say that, uh, is the Sound of Freedom. I I didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. It's not like I didn't mm-hmm. count it out. I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. So I, that's on me. I did not, the fact that I had, and I researched, I went in and I was looking at comps. I was looking at past examples. I was researching the entire calendar. And that just did not even like cross my mind that this might be a movie worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it wasn't like, like, oh, I don't think it'll do too well. It was, I, when it came out and I saw that it was like number three, I was like, what is this and where did it come from? Mm. Yeah. So that, I think the, my biggest miss is just being blindsided by a movie that made almost $200 million, and I had never heard of it. And when was the last time that happened? My Big Fat Greek Wedding, maybe? I'm trying to think of like another movie that just blew up before anyone had even heard yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that happens every couple of years. A movie from nowhere will go somewhere, and we'll all be like, wow, cool. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. I've never – yeah, I haven't, but it's making money. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's get into the results, shall we? Uh, first, we'll count down the top 10 movies of the summer. Uh, so just for officialness, here they are from number 10 to number one. Elemental did stay in the top 10 after a fairly calm opening uh, at $153 million. Uh, It really slugged it out to get to number 10. Yeah. It, was, it, it did not look good a month ago. No. Yeah, it but legs. it hung around and kept, mm-hmm. it, it really did. It yeah. Titanic did its like way. Tenth, <laughs> it like to, in, 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 uh, to put it in perspective, Elemental opened half of the flashes. They opened on the same day, and it's going to finish with seventy million dollars more, mm. or maybe sixty million dollars more. It, it opened at twenty five million lower on opening weekend, but it's going to leg out. Well, the simplest twice. way to say that, I guess, then at least closely, is it made half as much money opening weekend, but ended up making twice as much money overall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is such a wild. That doesn't happen anymore. No. That used to happen when theaters would let ET run for twelve months or whatever. Mm. But in twenty twenty three, that is not uh, a scenario you see often. So theaters don't give the grace, as you called it, Aaron, mm. to movies underperforming. They don't let it hang around. They're like, let's fine, put it on Disney Plus, get it out of here. Yeah, stop making yeah. money. 
Uh, number nine, Transformers: Rise of the Beast at 157. I will say also for every movie to be over 150 million isn't bad. To have number ten be over 150 million uh, is not necessarily something that happens every year. So, um, so that's 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 cool. Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning at 170. Um, beat out barely by Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny at 174. Uh, Sound of Freedom. At 181, uh, passing Crazy all of that them. Crazy, that made more than Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible. And this is where the dividing line is between the, the first five and the second five. There's a very clear and distinct dividing line at number five between uh, the movies uh, that are in the 300 millions and the movies in the 100 millions. There, well, Little Mermaid, <laughs> Little Mermaid ended up with 298. Let's call it 300. And there would literally be no movies this summer that made in the 200 millions. Like that's that's just a really interesting gap there. Yes, yeah, such a huge um, 100 million plus gap between. Yeah. Five so and Little six. Mermaid made 298. Oppenheimer just passed Little Mermaid at 310, and has its sights on Guardians. Can it get to 358 domestically? I don't think so, but who knows? No, I I think it's starting to run out of gas. It would need to do really well. Uh, um, and I but but September is usually kind of slow, so it could. Yeah. So Gar- it's still making three to four million a week. Guardians at number three at three fifty eight. Spider Man uh, at three eighty one, and then the other big draw, uh, dividing line between everything else and Barbie, <laughs> six hundred and twelve million dollars domestically. Um, uh, that is just mind blowing. It's just almost incomprehensible. Um, so wow, well done. Uh, to put that another way, if you added up the total grosses of Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible, Transformers, and Elemental, st- representatives of some of the biggest, longest-running franchises, mm-hmm. Barbie had just about the same amount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's now, all four of those put together. Now, talk about six hundred and fifty versus six twelve. Please listen. If you're listening to this. This is not because it was a movie about a toy. I need no, you to understand. No. <laughs> this has nothing to do with it being a movie I mean, about a toy. I mean, yes, that had brand name, but the money it made was not toy related. It was because the movie was well made and it spoke to people that never have movies made catered to them. And also was made by a brilliant writer director who is going to do the next Narnia movies. And I'm very, 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 very excited for it. But don't just start making like, you know, what what other Hot Wheels movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, Uh, Alice, I I know you're smart enough to recognize that despite your passionate plea here. (laughs) Um, one of them is not going to take the best. They're not going to take the right lesson for this. Just wait. They are going to learn the wrong lessons and do exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. They're going to make some dumb hot wheels movie with Timothy Chalamet or Tom Holland. (laughs) And they'll be like, look cars. And it's like, no, is it Mattel? Is Barbie Mattel? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Mattel. Mattel. Mattel's a character in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mattel. And then then the movie owned by Warner brothers. (laughs) Wow. So I'm yeah. I yeah I I'll I'll be looking for forward to the the next MCU the Mattel Cinematic Universe um <sighs> so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition In the US more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. 
Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at BeatTheStigma.org. All right, so that is the countdown. Let's take a look at our individual responses. Uh, John created a nice little sheet for us here. I'll pull up for those who are watching um, that we can kind of reference and uh, look over. So we're going to go from last place to winner from the four of us. So, Andrew, we're going to start with you. Uh, (laughs) 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 What you mean? What what you talking about there? Andrew, Uh, half of your picks aren't in the top ten. (laughs) Here are Andrew's picks. Number one, Andrew had Fast X at number one. It did not make the top ten. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse at number two. Ding, 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 ding. Ten points for Andrew, the only ten-pointer on the board. Somehow still comes in last place with the only (laughs) ten-pointer on the board. Uh, Predicts correctly. Not overall, just between us. (laughs) Thank you for the reminder. Yes, just between the four of us. Uh, Trance had Transformers at number three. That ended up at number nine. Had The Flash at number four. He had two movies in the top four um, that did not make the list at all uh and <laughs> normally i you know fast x the flash we all thought it was going to do fine none of the rest of yeah. us had either no, of those in the top four so so there is that um, i felt lied to not by chat <laughs> gpt but all the people saying the flash was going to be a hit yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh indiana jones and the dial internet. destiny at number five not bad that came in at number seven that'll get you a couple points mission impossible at number six that came in number eight that's a couple points you had uh, Barbie at number seven, um, which is more points than I got for Barbie, more points than John got for Barbie. Yep. So uh, congratulations right. on that. And then at number eight, Meg to the Trench uh, was your number eight pick. Uh, that, uh, Andrew, I don't know if you know. Did noticed. it make the top ten? That did not make the top ten. <laughs> um, so, yes, that that is not on there. Uh, had Oppenheimer at number nine, which ended up at number four. That's fine. That'll be a couple points. And then the aforementioned Equalizer three coming in <laughs> at number ten. Uh, now we're so- still waiting on those numbers, right? <laughs> no, no, we are not. Uh, yeah, forty percent of your top ten didn't even make the top ten, uh, Andrew, and that is not a recipe for success. Um, you did, however, have Guardians of the Galaxy, the number three movie of the summer, and The Little Mermaid, the uh, number five movie of the summer, in your on, your wild cards. So you do get a point for each of those. Uh, and then you also had uh, the Mutant Mayhem, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, uh, in your wild card as well. That did not uh, make the top ten. Thoughts, Andrew, uh, as you look over <laughs> this glorious list, uh, what are some of your thoughts? Better than it sh- had any right to be. <laughs> I was I was surprised uh, you only missed three. Andrew, I thought you were going to read out a concession speech written by ChatGPT. Oh, why would I do that? Because it's exactly what I'm going to do next year too. I'm using ChatGPT <laughs> again because by that time they'll have worked out all the kinks and uh, okay. then you, you guys, so? yeah. This do you think was, it will? Do you think we'll actually get to a spot where it uh, is good and better at this than we are? I, I, mean, would, I would love to see that. I think that would be yeah. incredible. But yeah, that I would don't be incredible think for at least for like 10, 15 years. 
Well, uh, I think uh, that lands you at 31 points, Andrew. Uh, and you can thank you luck- your lucky spiders uh, that you got that uh, one right on because those three extra points from uh, seven to 10 uh, kept you from being in very last place. So 28 was the lowest on uh, the entire contest. Um, so yeah, so 31 points for Mr. Ormsby. Uh, John, Alice, you have any thoughts on uh, Andrew's picks? Uh, I am very surprised that he did as well as he did. I, yeah. when, when we were all laughing <laughs> at, at you, at your picks four months ago, I thought there's no way you even like come close to this. I mean, the equalizer pick was, was a joke, but I, I'm surprised that uh, some of these were, were not uh, too far off from where they ended up. Right, Indiana Jones was only two picks off. Mission Impossible was two picks off. Uh, you had Barbie, I think, higher than I did. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed. Spider-Man dead on. Right, you. This this is better than I I thought. Thank and your spidey with, stars, because otherwise we would with continue better to laugh at maybe you. Some more, I think with some more specific prompts and and maybe specifying domestic, 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 you yeah. might do much better next year. Because yeah. I'm I'm guessing that Fast X pick was Chat GPT just thinking, ah, this movie does well. Then yeah, but domestic doesn't though. explain Equalizer three and Meg two yeah. the French. <laughs> so like. <laughs> Exactly. Very good. It's, uh, a, it's a complicated algorithm. I don't have sure. time to explain it to you guys. Sure. No. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, it's right. a complicated right. algorithm that got it wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Very uh, complicated. It's playing the long game, I guess. All right. <laughs> yeah. In third amongst the fourth of us, John Paula coming in third. Uh, let's take a look at your picks, John. Uh, you had The Little Mermaid at number one. Not a bad pick. That came in at number five and really performed well. Guardians at number two. Um, that came in at number three. That's a great pick. Had Indiana Jones all the way up at number three. That came in at number seven. I was quite excited. I think this might let my own personal biases cloud my box office judgment here. And I'm like, yeah, I, this is going to make a lot of money. It's Even Crystal Skull did huge numbers. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking uh, incorrectly that we hadn't lost interest yet. But I, I think this movie only made the money it did because of people over like 40 years old. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that this, this did not hit the youth market. <laughs> um, so that was at number three for you. You had Mission Impossible at number four. Uh, that landed at number eight. Um, that was a big surprise. Yeah. I really thought that would do better. Uh, you had the Flash at number five, and that was Oof. that. That was a problem. That didn't uh, mm-hmm. come in at uh, on the list at all. So no. yeah. Uh, you had Spider Man at number six. That came in number two. So that's terrible. Great Oppenheimer pick at uh, number uh, seven that came in at number four. So you get a few points for that. Yeah, look, looking back, I was—I think I mentioned this earlier. I was surprised that you all had it lower than mm-hmm. me because I remember us all kind of thinking, "Yeah, Oppenheimer will do well." And even at seven, I—I I wasn't optimistic enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see, Fast X at number eight, which didn't make the list. Uh, Elemental at number nine. Great pick. It ended up number 10. If it had passed Transformers, you would have gotten the elemental uh, pick completely, right? Mm-hmm. So that would have been another three points for you. Uh, and Barbie at number 10. Of course, that oh. came in at number one. So that's just a single point. Um, and then your wild cards. You did have Transformers in there. So that got you a point. You also had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which didn't make it. And Joyride, um, which did not make the Yeah, that 10. movie ended up not making like any money. I think No Hard Feelings was the R-rated comedy that did the numbers I was mm. thinking this would. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it was sort of a coin flip. I'm like, yeah, one of these will probably do pretty good numbers, but yeah, it wasn't Joyride. That one kind of just went straight to streaming and nobody <laughs> cared about it. 
Uh, so you ended up in a tie for uh, 40th place at 37 points. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so 37 points for John. Um, yeah, you know, you beat Chappy Chat GPT by six points. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's not nothing. So. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I lo- looking back, I was uh, maybe overly confident, or maybe not overly, but I was so satisfied with my picks in mm-hmm. May. I was like, this is a good list. I like this list. <laughs> These movies seem very reasonable, and I still think they were reasonable. The Flash and Fast X. I don't know that we could have predicted they do so badly, or that Oppenheimer and Barbie would do so well. Um, so I still, knowing what I knew then, I liked what I what I picked out, and knowing what I know now, I'm still surprised. There you go. Uh, and coming in number two of the four of us, Alice. Yay! Uh, I came second. That's two. what happened. Uh, overall, everything's fine. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alice, let's take a look at your uh, individual picks. Uh, number one, you had Guardians. Uh, that came in at number three. That's a solid choice. Little Mermaid at number two, another solid choice that performed very well. That came in at number five. Elemental all the way up at number three was a little bit optimistic. Um, I thought Inside Out would happen again, but I got confused with the pretty colors. (laughs) Um, You know, there's a different world again where based on the opening, Elemental isn't even in the top ten. It really kind of clung on for dear life to even make the top ten. So, um, And it only got there in the last week or two, I think. I think no, maybe the weekend it made another. It's been in there for about a month, um, okay. uh, but it was it was chasing Transformers since then. It passed uh, whatever came in number eleven uh, about a, like three weeks ago or a month ago, something like okay, that. Okay, okay, I thought it was more it recent counts. than that. Well, still, it it took it a while. It came out back in mm-hmm. June, so yep. Um, let's see, Barbie at number four. Congratulations, you had it the highest of any of us. It coulda, shoulda, woulda world. You may have even had it higher, um, mm-hmm. but you don't get those points for the coulda, shoulda, woulda. Uh, yeah. You get the points for number four, Please? which is not bad. Okay. Yeah, fair. fair. So that's good. Uh, Mission Impossible at number five. That came in at number eight. It's pretty good. Indiana Jones, really close. Had it at number six, and it came in at number seven. Um, that would have been a nice bump to uh, mm. to snag that, right? I mean, if it if it weren't if it weren't for Sound of Freedom, you know what I, I mean? I know. Like, and that happened in the last remind, couple weeks. Remind me again, how many points do you get for being one off versus spot on? You get on? seven for one off, ten for spot on. It's a nice okay. big three okay. a three, three point bonus. Yep. So okay. mm-hmm. that's what it was. Yep. Okay. Uh, then you had the Flash at seven and Fast X at eight. Neither of those made the top ten. Uh, at least but they again, were next to each other. Yeah, a reasonable place <laughs> to to put them. Uh, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse at number nine. If you had just flipped Spider Man and Elemental, I know, I know. What a list! Ugh, yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a really low pick for. Spider-Man. I, um, I just relied on this into numbers way too much. I didn't think about the fact that people have been watching the first one on Disney Plus for, you know, years. It, it did so much better <laughs> than the original. I think the original Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse made like 180. Yeah, it so made like nothing almost, in more than doubled, I, More than doubled its predecessor. Almost, and that is rare. I, no, it's not. I'm almost sure... That I made this point on the show in May mm. that for animated sequels, okay. the second one is is the big hitter. Mm. Shrek two 
blew Shrek out of the water. Like it's it's crazy. You did say that. I will. Yeah. I will continue we'll, that. We'll point, listen to you next time, you Aaron. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Spider-Man came in. No, I'm glad you didn't listen to me. Uh, Spider-Man <laughs> came in at number uh, nine for you, and then Transformers at number 10, uh, which, again, if Elemental passes it up, you get that one uh, right on the nose as well. So that's a great pick. Uh, came in at number nine. You had Oppenheimer in your wild card, so you get a point for that. Uh, you had The Haunted Mansion and The Blackening for your other two wild cards. Look, um, they were wild, like capital W-I-L-D wild cards, okay? Did you see those <laughs> they, movies? Huh. No. <laughs> they, I think they were only here for like a few weeks. Like, I don't yeah. even think it was in, they were in theaters that long, so. They're both pretty good. They're, they're both I do want watch, to I see them. I do want yeah. to see them, but they, oh, Haunted Especially Mansion's still The Blackening, still in the Blackening's really funny. Well, it's. It's it's uh it's gonna be uh, Halloween season just a couple of yeah. weeks so so I'll watch it for fire that fire those up there you go yeah. I'll watch it for that uh, Alice your total points added up to thirty eight just crushing John uh, at thir- <laughs> uh, by that single point uh, thirty eight uh, to thirty seven yeah. uh, that puts you in a tie for thirty sixth place uh, in the overall. I'll take so, it. I'll take it as my go. first time, and I was working off an Australian mindset, so I'd count it as a win. <laughs> Just think dumber and slower, and you'll be <laughs> yeah, right on the money. Yes, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Uh, on to my list, uh, I did win amongst the four of us. Uh, <laughs> I had Guardians at number one. It came in at number three. Little Mermaid at number two. That came in number five. Spider-Man at number three. That came in number two. Uh, again, I think that's really where I, I made that my was, money. That was, I think it was your best... That was probably your best pick, and I think we did talk about that. Yeah. Having Spider-Man as high as um, that. Mission Impossible, I had too high at number four. That ended up at number eight. Indiana Jones, I had at number five. That came in number seven. That's not too bad. Elemental at number six. That came in at number ten. Um, and that's probably a little Pixar optimism on my point, uh, on my part. Mm. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Like Alice, I had the Flash and Fast X at seven and eight. In fact, Alice and I had several spots the same. Um, yeah. Missed out on those. We all had fast, or three of us, three humans had fast X all at eight, and we were all badly wrong. Well, and Andrew had the Meg, too, so none of us uh, had something in the top ten at our number eight. Uh, so uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. There's that gray block across the middle of our screen. Uh, <laughs> didn't believe the Barbie hype enough. Uh, had it at number nine. Uh, still managed to grab a point for it. And then Transformers at number ten. It came in at number nine, so I got those seven points. Uh, and again, elemental, uh, elemental passing transformers would have been great for three of us. All three of us would have celebrated that move, um, <laughs> because it would have helped us out. Uh, yeah. And I'm realizing now if I had transformers in my top 10 versus honorable mentions, just at 10th place, mm-hmm. that would have, that would have got me, uh, six more points. Mm, seven well, actually, or no six <laughs> because you'd have lost the whatever point in the, in the number 12. Yeah. Right. Um, Aaron, how quickly would it take you to add one more row to that for, uh, for like what? one more what? extra player? Because you said at the end of last podcast that we did this, that you were going to switch my wild cards from my top two picks oh, and move everything else down. Interesting. So I was going to make your wild cards your top three and shift everything else down? Yeah. And that would be an interesting thing it? to do. Uh, I'll let, I'll see if uh, John wants to work on that, and we can uh, and we can All do right. that. I'll do it over your time while we're working on everything. Else uh, so so, anyways, because we were saying that John and I were talking about how we think the algorithm, we're 
this is where I messed yeah, yeah, up. Right. This is obviously where I messed up. Clearly. 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 No, but, yeah. But we were saying that we think the algorithm may have overvaluated wild cards and that they were yeah, actually right. the correct top sure. three picks. Sure. Well, let's 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 reset the color here. Let's see. You got that Guardians was wrong. Uh, the wrong spot. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> so none of none of them were in the right spot. Which which but, none of us um, had any in the right spot either. So other than yeah. Andrews. So yeah. So these are all yellow, right? And then these two you missed, fast and flash. Uh, same well, as while you're working else. on that, let, let me had... finish up uh, with with mine. Yep. Uh, I ended up at yeah. 41 points. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, 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 you're good. I ended up at 41. Of course, I ended up at 41 because you know it's 41. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> It's it's gotta be. It's, and uh, ended uh... up in a tie for 21st place uh, at 41 points. Um, and you know, just three more, three more than Alice. That's all it took. Uh, to get up to that 40. So what you're saying is it's, it's none kind of, of us made it into the top 10 either. <laughs> <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. It, it's actually um, surprising how how like close the four of us did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were only separated in, in total 10 points. Yeah. One correct guess yeah. was all that separated yeah. everybody. Um, Do I have this right? Someone recheck my work. Yeah. Uh, I have, and when we adjusted Andrew's uh, list to put his no, honorable mentions right. at the top and shifting everything down. Yeah, I have him missing all spots exactly and three spots: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fast and Flash, completely. So we got seven out of ten, which is one better than he had before. And I can do the points for you uh, if you want to add them up. Yeah. He'll get six points for that Guardians of uh, the Galaxy pick. Okay, he'll get five points for that Little Mermaid pick. Uh, yeah. He what is that Spider Man at number what? I can't see the numbers now. One, two, seven. three, four. Is that five? No, not seven. Not four. seven, five. Yeah. It's five. All right. He's got Spider-Man at number five. Yep. That's another five points. Uh, he's got Transformers at number six. That is another five points. Uh, he uh-huh. has Indiana Jones at number eight. Is that right? It was at seven. Yep. That's mm-hmm. seven points. Uh, he has Mission Impossible at number nine. Nine. Uh, that's another seven. That's seven points. And he has Barbie. Barbie at 10. That's one point. And he has Oppenheimer and Wildcard, which is one point. So there you go. There's the math. Oh, 37. Why is John at 37 me. if you we just You still would have come last. <laughs> you guys are no smarter than a robot. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, me and Aaron are smarter that's right. than a We're robot. We're smarter than a robot. What are you talking about? Well, now, now I know next year to just flip the wild cards and make them my top three or or you just say top 13 i think that's the <laughs> the, the better way to to form it yeah. to chat gpt mm. is you know mm. what are the top thir- 13 money making mm. that's that's how i looked at it when mm. i was building mine i just like well here are the ones that the also yeah. rans right yeah. the ones that yeah. didn't quite make it well there you go there's our little competition let's go to the overall winners shall we um we're going to take a look at who did the best i will tell you the best score uh, was 58 points. Wow. 58. That is a great oh. score. Uh, both of the 58s, uh, I believe, had four exact correct answers. Wow. So four of them are... But none of them had Sound of Freedom. <laughs> no. Just want to remind everybody, nobody picked Sound of Freedom. Correct. And can I, can anyway. I say one other thing about our top two picks? Both of their number one picks 
weren't even in the top 10. Correct. One of them had mm. the flash at number one and one of them had fast X at number one. Um, That's incredible. So, but, <laughs> yeah. That you can be that bad and still that but correct. But it makes sense though on some <laughs> level, John. It makes mm. sense yep. because nobody got number one right. Our number one was a wash for all of us. So if you put something in there that didn't make the top 10, you're kind of shifting everything else down like Barbie did. Barbie shifted mm-hmm. everything else down. And so you've kind of got a little more uh, possibility to to get the others right. Um, so they are, the winners are uh, Jeff and Jack. Uh, uh, Jeff Woodman and uh, Jack Grimm. Uh, so Woo. thank you guys for playing. Um, both of you, I don't, I don't remember if we talked about a tiebreaker. I know we have had a tiebreaker in the past, but I don't remember if we made it part of the, the game this time. So, uh, both of you can have something said on the podcast, just get in touch with me and, uh, we will, uh, we will read whatever I will say, whatever you want me to say within reason. Um, so. You said Brackets. the tiebreaker would be whoever had the most correct wins. That's what it's been in the past. Picks. Did I did I say that this time as well? You did say that. Okay, well, they tied yeah. on that too. So um, I know. So well. that was the tiebreaker. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So then either way, uh, it can happen that way. So, yeah, congratulations. You know, you know what might be, a, you know what would be a fun tiebreaker for maybe next year is correctly guess the total cube of the top 10. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. How? How? Because how, right now we the total for for this uh, summer, if I'm reading this math right, is is two point eight billion. So let's round it up. Two point yeah. eight. Two point eight billion dollars amongst the top mm-hmm. ten, which is I think better than a lot of us expected. Yeah. Uh, if you actually, if we look at my original predictions, I think I was only thinking that it would do two point five. So it maybe I guess close, but yeah, we we had a very good summer. Yeah. We ate, as the kids say. Um, John, what was the closest? What was the closest number that you guessed to oh, to is, the is, to the final? That because that could be different than the placements. I'm just curious. I don't have that uh, next to each other. We can tab back and forth. I had Elemental at 145. It's going to be 153. That's pretty close. That's pretty close. Mm-hmm. That's pretty close. I had tra- I had Transformers at 115. I was way off there. Uh, Mission Impossible. I was way. I had that at 300. Indiana Jones, I it went to 174. I thought it would do 300. I was uh, let's see, Sound of Freedom wasn't on my list. I had uh, let's see, Barbie made. I'm sorry, Little Mermaid made about 300. I thought it would make 420. Uh, Oppenheimer made 310. Uh, I had that making only 180. Guardians 358. I thought it would make 340. That's really mm-hmm. close. Uh, Spider Man made 381. I had that only making 235. Mm. And then Barbie with six twelve, and I thought so. Elemental, maybe elemental, you almost nailed the mm. actual number, um, even though. Yeah, I was really close on. It took it a while, but yeah, that was the closest uh, I got in terms of, uh, uh, you know, box nice. office actual financial. Estimates. So with elemental, yeah, was, was it just the fact there were no other family movies in theaters at that time that had just stayed in for so long? It's also a really good I think movie. It was just, it's, it's also a, yeah. I think it was just. I think it's good for like a rewatch as well. Like especially, mm-hmm. like it's it's a good rewatch where the parents aren't hating that they have to take their kids back, or maybe they're going back on their own, or you know. And I think it appeals to lots of different ages. You know what it is? I reckon it's also one of those movies where because it might have come, uh, I don't know. Like there was a lot out at that time, and maybe it was just like, oh, I'm not going to see that now. I'll go see that in a couple weeks, and then it was still out, and so they were like, oh yeah, I'll go see that, and then maybe that's what happened. I think the theater owners were patient with it. They they left it in theaters when 
I feel like most other movies, most other demographics would have been like, yeah, this isn't going to play. That happened uh, to Mission Impossible, which bled theaters and, and lost all the premium large formats as soon as you know, week two rolled around. Whereas Elemental, I think, had more opportunity to stick around and to find its audience, which for parents with kids like myself, we, we don't have the opportunity to rush out and see things on opening. Yeah, we usually wait a few weeks, and I think a lot of other people did the same. Yep. Well, there you go. Uh, there is the re- there are the results of the Summer Sum Game 2023. It's back, finally. Uh, the pandemic could only keep it down so long, and uh, and we we look forward to it's continuing back with this ven- fun. with a vengeance. Yes, yeah, definitely. Well, look, looking at this, looking at for for our video listeners, looking at this color coded graph when we're all said and done, it is astonishing to me that the only person of the four of us. Who correctly guessed <laughs> one movie you in the need right to keep spot? Punching me. You know, you won the fight. You know, I, they threw in the no, towel. No, you don't no, need we, to keep punching me, Drago. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, you and I tied, but I think it's so fascinating that the original, like, unadjusted chat GPT was the only one that got it one guess in the right spot. Mm. That's it. Just one. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> Uh, just whiffed on those mm-hmm. those green boxes. Can we I just guess. chalk it up to it was just a funky summer? Yeah, it was. I mean, that it was a lot of very unique. I don't think you would have won either way, Andrew. Happen. But yeah, it was a funky. Summer. I'm not saying I would have won either way. I'm just saying, irregardless, it was a funky summer. <laughs> well, I, again, I, I think I have the most to answer for because <clears throat> I was very confident. And when we adjust your picks for what we believe Chat GPT meant. I tied with a computer. <laughs> <laughs> I should be better. I don't know that that's what ChatGPT meant. It just—it was my only way to make sense of the world. Sense. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just couldn't understand how it wouldn't have guardians somewhere in there um, in in the top. Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me. And the, and the fact that it resulted in a, in a six point bump, uh, mm. I think, sort of lends credence yeah. to that theory. That yeah, it probably misunderstood the assignment yeah. a little bit. Possibly. And the fact it was me talking to the computer that, you know, there's a human element here that definitely gets a the lot of files blame. are inside the computer. It's in the computer. It's so simple. Uh, all right. Um, I, I think we're going to end it there. I think we'll just call this a close for the episode. We've had a good time talking about the summer sum game. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh your support of of this fun and thank you to all of those who joined um for our first time back i was really pleased uh with the uh over 60 people who played along with us so uh thank you for for that um i think somebody keeps records of this stuff we should look back and see the other summer some games and and uh and how those went but thank you for doing that and we look forward to doing it again next year Uh, thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Thank you, buddy. Big thanks to John Paula for hanging out with us today. Uh, John, where do you want to send people? Letterbox, I suppose, although I haven't updated it in a minute. Um, that's where I write reviews. I log everything there. It's kind of the best place to keep up with me, and it's the only social media platform that's not totally toxic. <laughs> you need to check in to Be Real a little bit more. Not, not too mm-hmm. much. I'm on Be Real. I see you posted on there. 
But the only time Be Real asks for a photograph is when I'm like on the toilet or at my desk. Like, ask me when I'm out in Germany. When I'm on the top of a mountain looking at a it castle, not when I'm back in the hotel room. Holiday. The timing is terrible. Or the timing is exactly what it intends to be, and we just want a real look into your life. That's the thing. Yeah. I do love what this is going to be a Be Real ad for a second here. I do <laughs> love the thing they've okay. done with if you do your Be Real within a minute of posting that you have a couple yeah, more well, you, you can, can throw in there. Photos. I think that's kind of a, a nice. I always forget to use my bonus mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. I don't think it um, saves it though. I, I was like, you oh, I got, I got it correctly when I'm at my desk. Now I can do it when I'm out where interesting. Yeah. You know, I always forget. Yeah. That. yeah. Aaron, before we continue, are we not doing buried treasure? Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Just making sure. All right. Um, and thank you to Alice for hanging out. Uh, Alice, uh, where do you want people to find you? Yeah, well, as always, you can find me as a writer on sifpop.com. Um, my next article will be a review of my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. So I'm seeing that literally later today. So we will see how that goes. Um, otherwise, you can find me at Ali G. Mick, A-L-I-G-M-I-C-H on Letterboxd and Instagram as well. Very, very nice. And thanks Yay. to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. And thank you to our Sif Pop members for making the show possible. We had a really fun uh, Sif Pop pre-show today talking about a lot of streaming stuff. Uh, and that goes out to our Sif Pop members. So thank you for being part of that. And I uh, hope you get to check that out. Um, if you want to find out more about it, it is at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Support starts at 3 bucks a month. And you can check out the different perks there. Uh, let's see. Lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than figuring out how to ask ChatGPT what movies are going to make money. Uh, I'm down already. <laughs> down. <laughs> One final jab. <laughs> That was that was an encouragement. I'm saying it's difficult to do. Like you were in, in a losing situation. Like you know, it wasn't your fault. Um, mostly. Uh, so uh, we will be back uh, next week. I'm not sure what we'll be reviewing yet, but we will be back next week to uh, look at a couple movies, and we will see you then. Bye. 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 It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.